Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends, and welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I am absolutely loving season four so far. I'm having a lot of fun taking concepts and then making sure that I have tangible tips to go along with them, and this episode is going to be no different. This episode is actually going to be me teaching you social cognitive theory so that you can, on your own, create a program for you to make long-lasting changes. This theory is one that I have learned through all of my psychology classes and even through my counseling certification program. And one of the main things I love about this work is that there's so many different perspectives and there's so many different viewpoints and ways that you can self-heal. And a lot of the theories that I study tend to be related to specific disorders or they really are only beneficial for the professional side of things, for the therapist, for the psychologist. However, this theory is one that I feel everyone should know because they can be their own therapist, so to speak. They can take themselves through this process of creating long-lasting change by putting in the steps as if their therapist were to do it. And so, if you are someone who is in the space right now where you're ready for some big shifts, all the planets are direct until April, if you are ready to really maximize the energy that we have and use this space to create the things that you're so excited to create in this planet, I challenge you to really listen. Really listen to this theory and reflect on how you can incorporate all the little bits and pieces of it so that you can create long-lasting behavioral changes for yourself. So, let's get started. Social cognitive theory was created in the 1960s by Albert Bandura, and there are specific constructs of the social cognitive theory that I want to make note of. And this is going to be a Sparks Notes version. I'm not going to give you any fluff here. I'm just going to give you what you need to know. A lot of textbooks, a lot of lecture slides can be kind of wordy. So here's what you need to take away from this theory in order to get the benefits. Okay, but before I jump into the constructs, I'm going to ask you to take a second to think about a behavioral change that you've been wanting to make, but you just haven't been able to do it consistently. Maybe it's meditating. Maybe it's working out. Maybe it's meal prepping. Whatever it may be. Think about a behavior that you want to change, you want to stop doing, or you want to start doing. Doesn't matter. And... Keep that in the back of your mind so that any thoughts that pop up, they can relate to that. Kind of set the intention that you're going to be working on that change. And if nothing comes to mind, 
no worries. You can still use all of this information when you do come up against a behavior that you would like to change. So construct number one is behavioral capability. How capable are you at completing this task, at completing this behavior? That's something you need to consider. If you don't feel very capable of it at first, that's okay. I'm not saying that that's not a behavior that you can use. It's just interesting to monitor because if you're going to give yourself a week to master it, but you're not really capable of doing that, then that's just going to cause a lot of cognitive dissonance and stress and you're never going to end up doing it. So think about how capable you are of actually completing the task. Is there a class you need to take? Is there practice sessions that you can go to? What do you need? The second one is observational learning. And this is learning desirable and undesirable behaviors through watching someone model that behavior. This is also something to think about. If you want to start meditating, but you're not really sure how, can you go to a yoga studio and ask for help? Can you sign up for classes? Can you learn how to do this behavior by watching an instructor? The next construct is reinforcement. How are you rewarding yourself for doing this behavior? Maybe the reward for meditation is it feels so good. I feel so balanced. I feel so aligned. I don't feel stressed anymore. That could be its natural reinforcement. Or maybe you're starting to get back in the gym and it's stressing you out, and at first you don't see results, and at first you're tired, and so maybe the reinforcement isn't ingrained inside that practice. Well, how are you rewarding yourself for showing up and being consistent and putting in the discipline and the time to do something you know is good for you? Reward yourself. Don't just do it. Give yourself something that you really desire in exchange. The next construct is expectations. If you do this behavior, what do you think will happen? This is also important to reflect about. Why are you meditating? Why are you going to the gym? Why are you meal prepping? Why are you waking up earlier? Why are you going back to school? What do you expect to happen because of this? It's a good thing to keep in your mind because when you try new things and we try to make new habits, we can get caught up in doing it perfectly or, oh, I missed a day and we can get boggled down by the details, but bringing it back to the why. Why am I doing this to begin with? That can be a powerful motivator. And then the last construct I want to talk about is self-efficacy. How confident are you in yourself that you can actually do the behavior? If you lack the confidence, how are you going to build up and muster up the energy and strength to go out and do it? So build your confidence up if it's not already there. How confident do you feel that you can do this? You can do it. We can do hard things, and I feel that half of the battle is our mind telling us that it's hard, when actually our bodies are capable of so much more than we know. So those are some things I want you to keep in the back of your mind when you are selecting a behavior change and when you maybe come up against some limiting beliefs about how well you can actually achieve this. But The chunk of this episode, the real learning piece that I want to get at is this thing called reciprocal determinism, and it is how a person's cognitions, behavior, and environment interacts. All three of them are actually influenced by and influence each other. So your cognitions influence your behavior and environment, your behavior influences your cognitions and your environment, and your environment influences your behavior and cognitions. 
they are all interacted in a triangle. So if you can think of a triangle with, it actually doesn't really matter where you put them, but you could put behavior on top, cognitions on the bottom right, and environment on the bottom left, whatever you want to do. But if you can kind of hold that triangle in your mind and see that they're all connected. So your cognitions are your thoughts, your feelings, and your attitudes. Your behavior is what a person does. So what are you doing? What are the nonverbal expressions and your physical actions? And then the environment is your physical and social environments. So it could be what you have in your bedroom, could be your environment, and also how many siblings you have living in your home could also be considered your environment. So I say these all interact with each other, but I want to give you some examples that you can really wrap your head around what I'm saying so that you can take this information and run with it and create your own powerful guidebook for creating change unique to you. Okay, so for example, a person starts waking up earlier. That's a change in her behavior. And now she has more time to reflect on her goals and what she truly wants for life. That's her cognitions. Or it could also be a person starts waking up earlier. That's a behavior change. And then this person starts to feel lazy if they wake up late one day or two. That's also a change in cognition. So her waking up earlier actually changed her thoughts, beliefs, and attitudes. Or a person feels bloated, fatigued, and unwell consistently. So that's her cognitions. That's how she's feeling. That's how she's thinking. So then the person starts to engage in eating more plant-based foods and starts to experiment with cooking at home. So that's how her cognitions affected her behavior. Another example, a person starts working on her laptop at coffee shops. That's the environment that she's changing. And now she feels more motivated and inspired to get her work done. That's her cognitions. So where she chose to work, her environment, changed her thinking patterns. Another example, this person feels like they have absolutely no time to work out. That's cognitions. So then the person gets a standing desk (laughs) with a treadmill underneath. That's an environment. So because she felt like she had no time, she didn't know when she was going to go to the gym, this person changed her environment. Another example, a person is working on their meditation practice. This is their behavior. So then the person starts to find themselves spending more quality time alone in nature to foster this practice. So this new behavior, meditation, changes where she spends her time, her environment. And then the last example is a person no longer keeps their phone in their room at night. They change their environment. They don't keep their phone next to them anymore. And now this person is no longer scrolling for hours before bed. That's a behavior. So my intention for sharing all of these examples is that you see how they all work together. When you change one of the triangle, it just ends up affecting one of the others or even both of them. And this doesn't have to happen in every single case. There are definitely anomalies that don't fit in. But for the most part, if you consistently change a thought, you're going to end up changing your behavior. Or you could end up changing your environment or both. Not always, but it tends to happen. And so if you find yourself wanting to change either a cognition, a behavior, or your environment, the question I have for you is, well, how can you utilize the other two to your advantage? You have a lot at your disposal. You are a multifaceted human being. And if we really learn how to use our brains, use our energy systems, use our psychology, 
two-hour advantage, then gosh, we're like superhumans. <laughs> we have a lot that we can work with. You can use the information I gave you in the last 10 minutes to create concrete goals, habits, behavioral changes that are long-lasting. Stuff that's going to stick, that you just roll with. I know Atomic Habits is a really, really, really good book, and he also goes into the psychology of a lot that goes into habits, and he gives you a lot of practices and techniques, and I loved that book. However, it doesn't need to be complicated. People think that in order to master something, they need to read 10 books on it and listen to all of these podcasts, and no. In my experience and in my understanding, a lot of learning comes through experience. The best learning, in my opinion, comes through experience. And so just start. Just start trying these things out and see which ones are your favorite. Okay, so to summarize all that I said up until this point, if you want to change a behavior, utilize your cognitions and your environment. If you want to change a cognition, utilize your behavior and environment. And if you want to change your environment, then utilize your cognitions and behavior. Okay, so I hope that now at this point you're able to wrap your head around the why <laughs> this triangle works and the how you can put it together. But now I want to transition into exactly what you can do today or in this very moment to do it. So I know I started off it being behaviors, but it really could be about your environment or your cognitions. However, I do think that it might be easier with a behavior, but regardless, for this exercise, you can choose any of the three. What is a change you want to make? What is a change you want to make? Is there a behavior that you want to stop doing or start doing? Is there a way of thinking that you want to incorporate into your life or to remove from your subconscious mind? Do you want to make an environmental change? And this doesn't have to be big, like moving across the country. It could be as simple as like the example I gave, keeping your phone outside your room. What change do you think is going to help you align with your higher self? What is something you've been putting off or saying that you wanted to do? What is something you tried to do, but it stuck for maybe a little bit and then you fell off the wagon? Okay, if you have it in your mind, write it down on a piece of paper in the I am form. So... I am blank. I am someone who doesn't use my phone before I go to sleep. <laughs> I am someone who thinks positively. I am someone who is always taking walks outside of nature. Write down the change in the I am format. This could be an affirmation. But really, what you're doing is you're setting an intention for the rest of this practice. So write down your change in the I am form. And then I want you to write two columns underneath it. And you're going to write a word above your affirmation. And it's either going to be behavior, cognition, or environment. Whichever one that that statement correlates to. So let's say it's behavior. You put a behavior, I am statement, I am someone who cooks healthy meals at home. Okay. Above that statement, write behavior. Below that statement, make two columns called cognition or environment. And if you didn't choose a behavior, if you chose a cognition, do the other two. I hope you can figure that out. Okay, so now that you have this triangle, this deconstructed triangle, and you have these two columns, write down 
what your highest self who lives that statement to the fullest extent, write down how your highest self thinks and feels, what their attitudes are under the cognition column. Write it down. All right. I am someone who cooks healthy foods at home. Okay. What do I think? What beliefs do I have about myself? Well, I believe I'm a good cook. Well, I think cooking is fun. Well, I feel excited to try new recipes. And write them in the I statement. Just think about, all right, if my highest self is me in this moment, and I'm an expression of my highest self, then all of this is true. All of this is happening in this moment. This is not a lie. I'm not pretending. I'm connecting. I'm connecting to my truth. Write it down in the I am statement. If I actually am someone who does this behavior or thinks this way or changes my environment in this way, what are my cognitions? And then in the other column, so for this example, it would be your environment, write down the most aligned environment that is cultivated through this I am statement. Okay, so your environment could be you have the best knife set (laughs) that you could find, right? Or you get yourself a new cutting board and you leave it out. The changes you make in your environment could be in your kitchen. You could get new appliances. Maybe you could deep clean your kitchen and throw out all of the old appliances that you don't need. You can make it as easy for yourself to cook healthy meals as possible. Maybe you get your groceries delivered to you. So when you come home from work, they're already at your house and you don't need to go to the store. Because I know I hate going to the grocery store after a long day. For some reason, it drains me. So I do my grocery shopping in the morning. But that, if that's not possible for you, if it makes it a lot easier for you to have your groceries already in your house, if you want that environment where the food you need is always there and you don't need to go out and get it, then maybe you can use a delivery service. And so now when you're done, you can look at this and you see all of these I am statements or I have, right? I have a full kitchen. I have a clean kitchen. I have the perfect knife set and cutting board that I could imagine. All of it laid out in front of you. Now think back to those constructs. What's your self-efficacy? How confident are you in yourself that you can do this behavior, that you can cook every day? What do you expect to happen when you start cooking every day? Do you expect to save money on eating out, feel healthier, feel empowered because you actually did it? How are you rewarding yourself for this behavior? Because feeling good and empowered, those are great rewards, but was there something else? Maybe on the days you cook, You open up a tub of ice cream and make yourself a sundae. (laughs) Think of the reinforcement that you would like. And also, what's your behavioral capability? How capable do you think you are at actually cooking? Maybe you're a good cook. Maybe you watched your mom cook growing up and and you have full confidence that you can actually do it. That you have the skill set for it. Well, if you don't, if you feel like, huh, you know, maybe the thing that's holding me back is I'm not really sure I'm a good cook or I never really had the practice with cooking. Well, that's when observational learning comes in. If you want to learn, who can you observe? Can you watch a cooking show? Can you look up recipes with YouTube videos attached to it? When people model the behavior that you want to engage in, it sticks more in the brain to watch someone model it. So find a person, find a mentor, find a teacher, find a YouTuber, and watch and learn. And then that will make you feel more capable. That will increase your self-efficacy. 
and then make sure that your expectations align with your higher self and you're properly rewarding yourself for the beautiful work that you're doing on this planet. And yeah, it's just cooking, right? You can say, but no, no, this is a beautiful learning process in discipline, in consistency, in using your mind. This is a mind, body, soul experience. And it should not go unrecognized and uncelebrated. So that is The Social Learning Theory by Albert Bandura and his triangle of reciprocal determinism. And this is how I was trained and how I was taught to help my clients create long-lasting change. And I thought, well, I can just tell you how to do it. And I'm positive that you guys have the skill set and the discipline to go out and do it yourself. And if you would like more help or a deeper explanation or a plan, reach out to me. I have a lot of different services that I offer at different prices and different bundles. And I'm sure that we can find one that is absolutely the best one for you. So if you have any questions, please reach out. I'd love to answer them. But I wanted to give you this as a gift of empowerment. That seeking help is not giving away your power and having someone else fix you or fix a situation. It is asking for a guide to help facilitate your own growth and your own self-development. So whether you seek help from a practitioner, from a therapist, or you decide to learn on your own and put these into practice for yourself, you are still healing on your own. You are still self-healing, self-transforming. No one else can do this work for you. No matter where you go, you're the one that has to put in this work to better yourself, to make these changes, to align the life of your dreams. No one can make you do it, but you are so capable of doing that. And so when I learned about this specific aspect of psychology, I thought, oh, wow, this is the perfect thing to give people to try at home. And I hope from the bottom of my heart that you learned something from this episode, that you feel inspired to go out and make those changes that you know is going to light up your soul and align you with the highest possible timeline that you could be on in this lifetime. I hope that I was able to offer you empowerment as well because you, my friend, are so capable. And with that said, I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can to this mic, and I will talk to you next week. Bye!